It's six o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. Right on. Uh, we're here. We've got a, a quorum of comedians ready to give each other nice comments. Uh, Four-minute sets. You'll hear the horn at three. That means you have a minute left. And then after, we'll discuss your the first eight comics. We'll discuss your jokes for four minutes after that. And take notes and pay attention and be kind to one another and super helpful. Um, I made a, a loaf of pot sourdough today, so I'm, like, exceedingly high. <laughs> so this should be a lot of fun for me. Um, yeah. It's, it's woo. It's going to be, I'm going to have a good time. I don't know about everybody else. Oh, look, everybody's here. This is great. All right. And it's a big night, so... Um, and we're going to end at 7.50 hard because there's now a show at 8. So, But we're going to all get everybody in and have a good time. And uh, put your hands together for your first comic of the night, everybody. The Tool Man, Tim Taylor. All right, all right. I've never performed in front of Pam super high. This is for where she go. There she is. I don't know if I'm going to be funnier, more interesting, look better. I don't know what, but it's going to be interesting. For me personally, I've been thinking about something with regards to stand-up comedy. You guys have uh, childhood wounds, you know, difficulties from your childhood? <laughs> That's why we have pot cheese bread. Uh, I... Um, <laughs> My, my childhood wound is I'm not enough. That's the that's my major. And so I decided to do stand-up comedy. Now that is stupid. Yes? That is just stupid. That's that's like getting into a relationship with someone who's afraid of commitment, also known as a man. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah, man. I've got some new ones. They're just going to go for it. Anybody ever been married here or, or currently married? You're currently. Uh, anybody? So, so it's it's an amazing thing to get married, I think. Like it's it's just it's it's a hopeful thing. Now, Ray, you have a you have a positive, loving relationship, but you went into it with basically a 50-50 shot, right? Because that's the metric, right? Fifty percent of them work out. But it's like it's like fifty percent of the chance that you're gonna spend most of your life in pain, licking your wounds, all that kind of stuff, and some people will get divorced. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh, oh hey. A little marriage joke. A little marriage joke for you. Come on, let's get it. Pam's high. I'm telling marriage jokes. I'm the first comic up. My pants aren't staying up. I feel like my father up here. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing. I swear I've got some jokes. Hello, welcome. Um, so, uh, you know, I I was also thinking, I've been thinking about relationships a lot. Have you guys ever been in a relationship where everything else is awful, but the sex is amazing. Yes. And we stay in the relationship. That's like driving around a car that is completely totaled. Everything's buzzing. The engine's on fire. But I want to put like a $5,000 stereo into it because I love the stereo. <laughs> it's like sex. I mean, sex is the thing I, I was – but but – I don't know how it's possible that so many of us had that experience because most guys are awful at sex. I'm just going to say it, um, at least with women, I should say. I don't know about men. Um, but I, I was talking to a friend the other day, and I – well, actually, are most men – you're gay, correct? Are, 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 
Are you kidding? <laughs> are, are most men good with sex with other men? Then, <laughs> then it's like you owe money or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. No, no. So I, I asked a friend the other, uh, this guy the other day, uh, if he'd heard of a clitoral orgasm. He said, definitely, that's the uh, backup goalkeeper for the Serbian national soccer team, right? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I gotta correct him. It's football. They don't call it soccer. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I want to do one more quick joke, and I'm I'm going to run out of time. I know it, because I, most men won't uh, won't stop for directions, and what I and most men don't know where the clitoris is, so my belief is there should be GPS to the clitoris. You will reach your destination in a hundred inches. Come in. <laughs> I I haven't fully fleshed it. I could coming to. You're coming to the clitoris. Your destination on your right. You have arrived. Your destination's on your left. You have arrived. Do a U-turn at Libya Major. <laughs> that's that's all I got. Thank you. Bye. Tim Taylor, everyone. Tim Taylor. Well, you're great at riffing. Like, you're just your personality up there and who you are is just fun. Like, you're just so natural on stage. It's fantastic. Are you married? No, I was. Oh, so because you never let us in on that? You kind of just started talking about marriage and then you didn't just relate it back to yourself because I wanted to know, like, why is he, what is, I wonder why his opinion on marriage is this way. Not that I don't, not that I don't, just not that I disagree with you, I agree with you. The relationships, awesome sex, that's a really, the premise is so good that it's a broken car. I think that's such a funny metaphor with the stereo, but I feel like you can do more car examples, like, say, like, the window's busted, and there's glass, like, you can keep the metaphor going, and anyway, I, I like that. The soccer joke, smiley face. And then on that last one, just work on that GPS, work on a GPS voice. Sure. You kind of did a little bit of it, but I'd really commit to like that, that voice that's like this. Yes. Uh, Peter has some comments. Um, are you familiar with the show Pimp My Ride? No. Okay, so there's a show in MTV in the early 2000s called Pimp My Ride, yep. where this rapper exhibit would take people's, like, broken-down, dilapidated cars and, like, make them really, like, over-the-top. They'd have, like, bowling alleys in them. They'd have, like, waterfalls. Awesome. And, like, like, all this shit. But, like, all these years later, like, those cars, like, are, like, all decrepit. <laughs> so, like, when we were talking about, like, oh, okay, like, just this really beat-down car, but I'm putting this $5,000 stereo in it, like, my mind went to pimp my ride. Got it. So, like, maybe do research on, like, the hi there's like articles out there of like all of the cars of pimp my ride that don't work anymore and then i agree with pam on the gps thing of like i want you to be like fake british like a character in the crown like giving Perfect. me directions <laughs> but also like this is my thing with like using google maps or anything like it'll tell you you're somewhere before you're actually at the place okay. so like the whole premise that like you're getting to the clip but you're not actually at the clip yet yes. like it, like maybe there's some parallel there and then like i want the things the gps is telling you to do to be weirder than like turn left i want to be like make a roundabout at the left hit to go to the right hit and then like and then also maybe like if you're in a theoretical car here maybe there's a callback to the broken oh. down car like maybe
maybe yeah. it's your pimp my ride car that's driving you to the clit via the mountain range that is the brass. Gosh, that was amazing. Thank you very much. Hey, Tim, you were so good, buddy, buddy. Uh, your crowd work is really great. I mean, again, like Pam said, you're natural at it. Um, I just had a couple of notes. And number yeah. one, I love the premise of not enough. In the beginning, that was great. There's awesome. so much more to explore. Okay. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. You can you can go on for days with that. Uh, I love the 50% divorce switcheroo that you did. That yes. was sweet, man. Wasn't expecting it. Very nice. Uh, secondly, um, thirdly, um, the uh, clitoral orgasm. I, I, when you named it after the was it a Ukrainian? I just something said other? Serbian. Right. Backup goalkeeper. I, I want the stats. I want the stats of that player. I want to see how many goals. I want to see how many slap shots. I want to see just all sorts of stats. That's and then, funny. and then, and then, and the car that you're driving. I just want to know what kind of car that is. Okay. Make it a fucking Fiat or whatever it is. Uh, just so I can just get a little more concreteness. Thanks, man. Nice job. Yes, right. So I still have that one. Clap your hands together for everybody for Tim Taylor! Yay! That's how the joke workshop works. All right, your next comedian. What a lovely gentleman he is, and he's a regular here at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands together for Ian Langland! Yay! Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Let's keep it going for Pam. Pam doesn't get enough love. All right, every Monday and Friday, whether there's three people here or 300, she always keeps the energy. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, Pam, you know what? You're a real one for that. So God bless her. All right, <laughs> give one more applause. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now about me. Bring your energy back to me. Um, I got jokes about technology today because I'm fed up personally. I'm just, you know, it's like kind of this new kind of anger developing in this generation. We just get this technological anger. I have it all the time, and it's so obnoxious. I just got a new router for my Wi-Fi, and I and my Wi-Fi wasn't working, so I asked the guy, the Comcast guy, I'm like, hey, why, I'm in the room right next to the router, why doesn't it work? And he goes, oh, well, it's hard for the Wi-Fi to travel through the walls. So everywhere else in the house is where I can't get the Wi-Fi? That doesn't make any fucking sense. What's the what am I getting it for if it only works in the room that it's in? He's like, you gotta get these you gotta get these plug-in wall things that like boost the signal. So wh what the fuck is the point of anything to buy all these fucking add-ons for it? Like it's a DLC. But you know, Wi-Fi is fucking annoying. And printers. Oh my god. Do we all I have never printed something and been like, that was the most painless, easy task I've ever done in my life. Every single time I, I have to print something, it is the biggest problem, and I get the biggest headache, and it pisses me off so much. You know fucking Johannes Gutenberg? I did my homework for this one. Gutenberg created that shit in 1455 to put words on paper, and we are still got problems with that? And the thing that pisses me off is Bezos is in space, and I can't print anything. I try to print something and it's like, you're low on cyan. First of all, it's blue. You don't gotta be pretentious about it. It's fucking blue, cyan. You're gonna make me feel, I already feel stupid for not being able to print something and you gotta make me even feel even worse. Uh, man, printers, printers are, and, and it's also the stuff that makes it easier. So technology is supposed to make stuff easier, but sometimes when it does that, it's more difficult. Autocorrect, right? Autocorrect never helps me. Never. You ever been in like a heated conversation with someone 
You're just, you, you don't have time to read that shit. You send it out and you tell your friend to go duck himself. Now you f- look like a fucking idiot. It pisses me off. And the annoying part is that I know my phone is reading my mind. Like it's reading our mind already, so can we just skip this part and you just read my mind and put the text on the screen? We don't have to play this game anymore, Apple. Like, you know, <laughs> you know when Netflix is like, you, you watch TV and they're like, you, you still there? You know when it does that when you've been watching for too long? You still there? You guys know that if you leave your oven on all night, it will explode and it could kill you? There's no warning system on that, but if I watch three episodes of The Crown, it's going to be like, hey, buddy, you better check in and make sure everything's okay. That's all I had. Thank you very much. Ian Langlands, scintillating three minutes on routers. <laughs> Uh, I loved your Pam during at the beginning. That was lovely. Um, that was, get, that was very nice. Uh, I would have just more examples. That autocorrect thing, I just lean into it. Duck. I, I, it happens to me all the time. Like instead of, like it'll say mom instead of mm, or, or it'll say, mm. it'll change. One time it changed um, Jack Ferguson's name to Hack something it was something weird hack fragile and i was like how is that anything but who's using those two words together right it's just like hack fragile like how does it but come up with more like real real examples of that because you'll get the you can even you can even crowd work it to ask the audience for like what Mm. what's the one you get all the time yeah something like that but i like i mean i like that you're writing into these like, if someone ever said, hey, uh, I, got, I got a joke about a printer, I'd, I'd be like, excuse? Like, what? How? So it's great that you're writing in these premises that who writes about that? Yeah. So that's funny okay. because just the concept of that. And, and I applaud that you're, like, working, mm-hmm. that cho- choosing something mundane and making right. it funny. Um, cool. Peter. Um, I liked the idea that Jeff Bezos was, like, why you couldn't get your – technology to work mm-hmm. but i want it to be why you can't have wi-fi instead like oh, okay. jeff bezos like you don't have wi-fi because jeff bezos is in outer space streaming like emily in paris <laughs> from his like penis shaped spaceship or whatever uh-huh. um i love the like i totally agree like what the fuck is cyan like magenta like just call it pink like yeah yeah, yeah um I want you to impersonate your printer, like the sound of a printer. Like I just really want this journey for you where like you just act out the like beep, boop, 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 or like whatever noise. Or like the issue I always have with my printer is like the Bluetooth won't be communicating. Yeah. So maybe there's some sort of like this idea that you're trying to communicate with your printer. Like uh-huh. you're talking to it like it's an animate human being. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I really like the uh, premises too. They're 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 uh, they're super relatable. I like the idea of uh, if the um, the Wi-Fi won't go through the wall that you blast a hole through the wall because you're so pissed off talking to the people who are telling you they can't go through the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also like the idea of this is kind of a weird premise, but the way our phones screw up our what we're trying to say. And you said the phone knows what we're. I, I think it'd be funny if you actually typed up a document, but then the printer actually printed out something oh, that yeah, was yeah. different. Either more healthy or more on point or oh, whatever okay. it was. Yeah. More comments? Any more comments? All right. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion for Ian Langland. Yay. Yeah. Thank you. 
your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody. Take notes. Pay attention. It's Chris Western. Yay! See how this goes? I'm a little fucked up. And they say not to mix your liquors, but, you know, I like to mix my mouthwash and my alcohol, my rubbing alcohol. I'm actually trying to work on my stage presence. Um, you know, to be good at comedy, I feel you have to be like very over the top, and I'm a complete bottom. Yeah. I mean, uh, very reserved. I'm very reserved. It's just a joke, all right? Don't get excited, Brady. <laughs> I'm a pathological liar. <laughs> I'm a pathological liar, even that's not true. My therapist actually gave me cards to give out to people to let you know wha what's going on up here. But everyone I give the card to stops talking to me, so uh, <laughs> I got rid of those cards. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Let's get to some jokes today. Oh, so <sighs> so I missed performing last week because I was a little tied up, literally. Uh, I've been uh, I've been lonely, so I went down to the place I usually pick up chicks, so the library, and um, I started talking to this lady. We go back to her house. And then we start having some drinks. Uh, you know, she has her wine. I have my favorite beverage, iced milk. <laughs> uh, she starts telling me about being a pro dominatrix, and then things start getting a little fuzzy. Next thing I know, I'm strapped to a table getting spanked, being used as a human ashtray. And then she just tased my balls and sent me home. <laughs> can, can you believe some people live like that? I couldn't do that more than once a week. Uh, moving on. Oh, thanks for coming out tonight. I know the Olympics are on. You guys are missing badminton tonight. Very exciting. I'm a little upset. I'm going to miss the w my favorite women's event tonight. Can you guess which one it is? That's right, women's skeet shooting. That's right. <laughs> the sexist said volleyball, you disgusting pigs. Now, I, I like women with the good homestayer qualities, you know, like someone you could survive the winter with, someone who's going to protect you, not those skinny girls. But um, speaking of misogyny, like I don't, I don't like it. All right. <laughs> um, if there's any women that have been harassed recently, uh, let me make it up to you and take you out to dinner. Uh, and in fact, <laughs> in fact, I like to be used as a platform for women. You know, go ahead and put those soft, dainty feet all over me. Just use me as you want. I'm actually kind of in a weird place, though, when it comes to women and, like, sex. Uh, I'm on the no-fap challenge, which is great. Like, I'm, I have 100% semen retention. It's not frustrating at all. What did you say? No, I'm just kidding. It's great. Like, I store all that energy and put it into my cum-fueled art. I'm actually 100% unseducible now. Women can actually tell just by looking at me. They just take one look, and they just walk the other direction. Don't get me wrong, though. I'm open to love. I'm just very picky. I'm a very sensitive guy. I need to connect with someone spiritually before I have sex with them, or at least have them offer first. Yeah, very selective. I didn't memorize these because, you know, I try to treat it like my relationships, just wing it. <laughs> I'm actually, I consider myself a good judge of character until you tell me you like me, and then the blinders go up. All those red flags turn into little hearts. Well, so like, so you, you like, you want to drink a whole bottle of wine on the first date? That's cool. I like to party. Oh, you want to have a seance on your grandma's grave? I'm also into the occult. Oh, uh, you, you woke me up with a knife against my neck. Well, that's sweet of you, trying to cool me off with that cold steel. 
Mm. Awkward. Uh, where's that horn, Pam? Anyone stay friends with their ex? Anyone? Of course not. No one does that. It's like as soon as you take the sex out, all of a sudden you're more interesting. No, thank you. It's like I don't want any more orgasms, but I do want to hear about your day. Anyway, this isn't a joke, but uh, you guys hear about all this internet censorship? Like you can't even watch a beheading nowadays. What is this, Nazi Germany? I got to go. My mistress only lets me out for a few hours. Thank you. Yay, Chris Western. Yay. Well, it's a compliment then. I just, I forgot. I was so intrigued in listening to your set and so involved and engaged that I didn't even pay attention to the time. And I looked down and I was like, oh, he's at 3.40. So that's good. Um, And uh, let's see. Your outfit's really rad. Like, it's really cute. It's really good today. No, it is. It's really cool. Like, the cut is neat. And, like, if you went on stage, like, anywhere, like, you look right. Do you know what I mean? Um, Olympic skeet shooting, very funny. But I think you can have another tag, skeet, skeet, skeet. And then it can can segue into your no fapping. Because you can be like, I'm just kidding. No skeeting. I'm in a no fap zone or whatever, which I enjoyed. And that... um, and I just react bigger to the, um, after you're like, I'm not weird at all. And then you kind of yell. I'd like, just really sell that. Because you can. And then the juxtaposition between your really calm demeanor and this very like awkward thing that you do. Um, that juxtaposed with this super act out will be really, I think it'll give you a little bang there. And I liked your feminist joke. I thought that was really funny. Thank you. As uh, long as you think it's funny, I don't care about any of the guys. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I actually like your energy personally. It's actually re- really easy to watch you. Um, and I think the story you told was that the the dominatrix you met at the library. Yeah, I thought it would have been really funny if you she like tased your balls and you like go have to return some overdue books and play the pay the dues as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. I'll write that down. Yeah, my comment was also going to be how I want to hear more about the public library because I do believe that it's a deeply fucked up place. Like, it has to be the craziest place in the entire world in San Francisco like it, the public library everywhere is crazy let alone here so like what is the dominatrix reading like how did you engage in that conversation it seems like being dominated is a theme that comes up in some of your jokes is that like a standalone bit in and of itself let's not get it too into my personal okay, life okay. Right? <laughs> It was kind of like your callback at certain points of like maybe it could be your you're, callback. You're though. paying too much attention. Okay. <laughs> um, and if in the library, I believe it's the sixth. Is it the sixth floor? It's next to the cookbooks. Are all like the tying knot joke, like tying knot books about like you know how to how to do things and all that. But if she was re- like you were up, you can be like yeah, I was up on the sixth floor checking out cereal, co- something really graphic and weird, you know. And then she was reading a book on knots or something like that. Uh, any other comments for Chris? Does anyone want to say anything? You can say something nice. Or you can just clap really, really loudly. Chris! Yay! Chris Western. Woo, woo, woo. Yay! All right. Your next comedian. Uh, I'm really excited. He, he always brings me chocolate. And today I've got brownie and cookie. It's a brookie. <laughs> I'm really happy about it. Um, everybody, let's laugh at his jokes. It's Ray Khan. Hi guys, happy Monday. What's happening, everybody? Yeah, start of a fucking week. This is great, huh? 
Yeah, it is. Listen, um, Pam, um, you had me listed at 3.5 today, and that is a hurtful number. I told my wife, you know, Pam got me at a 3.5 today. She's like, she has not seen you naked. She has not seen you naked. Pam thinks you're a 3.5. She is measuring from the middle of your perineum, your taint, for people who don't know, and about two inches beyond the tip. That's how she's measuring. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> listen, um, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I didn't know Vin Diesel had a, had a skinny, effeminate, tidy older brother. Did you, I didn't know that. Jeez Louise. Had no idea. <laughs> the, um, it's true, man. I am a neat freak. You guys have me pegged. Uh, instead of fast and furious, I am furiously fastidious. Yeah, yeah, a little, little, little word humor for you guys. Uh, as a teenager, I was super, super bummed out about my looks. If you can take a look at me, I got a, I got a bump on my nose, and my dad said, hey, man, don't worry about it. Just got an aquiline profile. It's just aquiline. It's no big deal. And I had to look that word up because I don't know what the fuck aquiline means, right? So I looked it up. It means I got a prominent bridge, right? That's nice, Dad. Appreciate it. Now I'm ignorant and hook-nosed. That's a way to, way to boost a kid's self-esteem. That's sweet. Uh, when I was super, super young, I was very afraid of dark spaces and dark closets. Anybody have any unreasonable fears as a kid? Anybody? Well, mine was just being super afraid of dark closets. So uh, the refrigerator went out, my light, the, the light went out in my refrigerator a week, and, uh, you know, I lost 10 pounds. Yeah, I called it the boogeyman diet, everybody. The boogeyman diet. <laughs> Listen, um, I think we're becoming a little bit too politically correct lately. One of the things I miss growing up, was anybody growing up in the city, San Francisco, anybody? One in the back, thank you very much. In the city as well, perfect. When I was growing up, your mama's jokes were everywhere. They were ubiquitous. They were like how you greet people in the schoolyard. I would walk up in the fifth grade, and my boys would be waiting for me like, yo, it's Ray, man, check it out. It's Ray, yo, 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 check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out, Ray. Yo, man, your mama is so fat that when she wears high heels, she strikes oil, yeah. Yeah, yo, man. Your mama is so fat that when she walks into Walmart and sits down, they lower the prices. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just the way we greeted each other. That was the Indian version of fucking namaste, right? It's just a peace be on you and your mama is fat. But my mom and dad, they wanted me to be a doctor. You know what they did? They bought me a book called the Stedman's Medical Dictionary. So I had a little bit of armor. So the next day I'd be coming back and be like, yo, man, check it out, 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 check it out. Yo, man, your mama's so fat that she's got a BMI of 48. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's what the World Health Organization classifies as morbidly obese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's never going to see an ophthalmologist. She's never going to see a podiatrist. She's going to slowly go blind and get a non-healing wound at this point, and she's going to have to have her knee amputated. And then I got my ass kicked, because that's how it goes in the schoolyard. All right, man, that's my time. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, Pam. Ray Khan, everyone. Ray Khan, <laughs> bringing back the Yo Mama jokes. Uh, I, I mean, I enjoyed um, your interesting dick measuring contest at the beginning because it's, it's it's pretty much, I guess, what guys do all the time. Um, <laughs> it's uh, politically correct into your mama jokes. Are are your mama jokes that pol- politically incorrect at this point? Uh, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're just gone. 
they're just gone. gone. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering what the, what the, I was having a hard time connecting just oh, the, no, the right. political correctness right, and, right, and your mama jokes. I'm like, right. I don't know. But, um, and the only thing I would add to that great your mama joke that's so funny after you start using the medical terms is um, type 2 diabetes. You didn't specifically, you didn't mentioned, say that? no, you oh, didn't. Oh. You said, you said amputating from the knee, which I got. Right. But um, I, I assumed you knew it was in there. But yeah. that was, it's really funny because I was like, where is he going to go with this? And then with the medical thing, that was, that was a great twist. Awesome. Dude, Ray, you're, energy is electric it's so oh. cool because we ray and i know each other from our kids being in the same school and uh we found <laughs> we found each other on, on the comic stage so he's fucking awesome uh <laughs> so bravo and it, and it makes it really fun to be here listening to you and laughing along with you i, I want to laugh at everything you say because you're super Absolutely. engaging Thanks. you're welcome um so uh Look, I, I do realize that when you tell a joke, if there's 30 people in the audience and three people get it and laugh really loudly, it might be good. When you say Aqualine, I immediately think of Jethro Tull. Oh, okay. The song Aqualung. I, I, oh. Oh, no, I, I don't know that song. Forget dude. it. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Fine, 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 fine. Don't, it's it's, it's be, because that, that that's where my mind goes. Um, uh, I actually think that on the mommy issues joke, uh-huh. of the BMI is really funny. Okay. That's really funny. But. Like I kind of feel like uh, like if you're gonna make it politically correct, you should include in the joke things about like, oh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I accept her for having the BMI 48, but I'm concerned about her. How, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, right, right. Oh, like okay, actually right. make it where it's like, oh, okay, and then right. and you just come back again with a joke, but actually make it like, and oh, and if her leg gets amputated, I'll be there for her. I'll start a GoFundMe for her or whatever it is. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? So it's like angle. it's like, like yeah, so it's like the joke is. You tell it's so everybody's so sensitive that when you tell the joke, you immediately have to couch it with how you're concerned and how you'll be there for and all that kind of good stuff. And the other thing is, when you said the uh, the namaste, like I did think of the mommy issues in me recognizes the mommy issues in you, like mm-hmm. that, that sort of the, the, the more uh, as opposed to the light in me, light in you. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Thanks. More comments. Okay, you're very likable. That's the good thing about you. Thank you. Second thing, um, when you go up on stage, when people, you know, pronounce your name, give it up here, you know, Ray, right? You should start off, all right, guys. No, I'm not Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Peele. <laughs> you say that if all you right. want to. And then the nose about you say your nose looks like a bridge. Yeah. You should say you, if you want to kiss me, you got to pay the toll because of my nose. <laughs> and then your mama jokes. I love mama jokes. Keep doing them. But I think you should create your own mama jokes. Right. Have like have like an old generic mama joke right. and write two of your own mama jokes that no one's ever written before. Got it. And from there, I think you're pretty solid. Like I said, you're very likable. What else did I put? Your mama joke. You know, maybe you could do your stepmama joke. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I like the GoFundMe mama joke, but you step, step, you know, <laughs> everything else is uh, is cool. You're likable. And another thing is be a little bit louder. Yeah, I agree. Be a little bit louder. Louder? Yeah. 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 Because you're like, hey, uh, it sounds like you got, like you've been smoking cigarettes. I'm like, be a little bit louder and move the mic stand right behind you. I want to see more of you. Okay. And, and like I said, just be louder. Be yeah, Control I the room. Too loud. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do have kind of a breathy voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. there's nothing right. wrong with that. That makes you unique. Yeah. Right. But but I want you to be a little bit louder. Maybe if you take the mic out and put it more closer to your chin or you know to your chest, yeah. where you're, yeah, maybe or but closer to your heart or whatever. Play with it. Just be louder. And like I said, you're fucking likable. When you find your solid twenty minute set, I think you're gonna be golden, man. So oh, thanks, yeah. man. Cool. That's awesome. All right, clap All your right. hands Thank together, you. everybody, for Raycon. Yay! All right, your next comedian. 
Clap your hands together, take notes, and pay attention. It's Pratik Kohli! Thank you, fam. Uh, so, how is everyone doing? You can't complain. The mic is with me. So, uh, yeah, so I can complain, and I will complain. Uh, I hate my job. But I can't tell you where I work, because then our CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, will fire me. He said you can't name the company. Uh, so I spend my Monday to Thursday waiting for Friday. And on Friday, I'm like, oh, thank God it's Friday. Which makes me wonder, does God feel the same way about Friday the way I do? Or is it a nuisance? Like billions of emails with the same subject. Thank you, it's Friday. Thank you, it's Friday. Thank you, it's Friday. So probably he spends his Friday the way I spend my Monday to Thursday. Selecting 50 emails at a time, marking all of, all of them as red. Ray, you know why your Friday prayers get missed? Because they get lost in the spam, the TGIF spam. So uh, another question I wonder about is, how does God identify which prayers are actually prayers and which, which are something else? Like, does it happen that God comes to a, his workplace on his standing desk, opens up his laptop, sees the first email, starts with, oh God, and God is like, okay, I'll read, read more. Oh God, oh God, right there, yes, yes, yes. God is like, what's the ask here? So he probably sends it to a, uh, uh, let me see which folder, uh, So uh, then he makes a filter probably that those starting with, oh God, go to the carpenter training folder with the child lock so that Jesus does, doesn't find it. And the rest of them go to the prayer inbox. Okay, coming back to hitting my job. Actually, when the recruiter said our company is like a family, I should have guessed where things are going. What she meant was basically we are a bunch of people from the same socioeconomic background Think we, are, think we are better than everybody else and spread a lot of misinformation. Just like family. Uh, today I got a message from my dad and he said, so this doctor from WHO is saying that if you, you, if you get the vaccine, you can get a heart attack in your kidney. What if it's true? So I told him, no dad, this is not doctor from WHO. This is Dr. WHO. This is Doctor Who. I also messaged him that picture of the burning Atlantic. Did you all see that? And I told him, just to make fun of him, like, uh, so dad, see what your boomer generation did. You burnt our Atlantic. Thank you. Now my dad is from India. He didn't really do anything to burn the Atlantic. But he took one for the team, the boomer team. He said, see, don't make such a hue and cry of such small things. We also melted the Arctic, right? You still have four liquid oceans. Okay. <laughs> Thank God I'm not homeschooled. Did you see Richard Branson and Lex Luthor went to space? Uh, now, does anyone remember in 2006, Richard Branson was the person who said he'll give all his profits to save the, save the Earth from climate change? Now, does he remind you of that toxic ex-boyfriend that we all used to date in our teens? 
who had this messiah complex that i'll save you but flew away with a virgin saying i need the space okay i think higher taxes on these dick bransons are like spicy indian food they are not only delicious but they also burn the assholes that was my time thank you <laughs> pratik everyone all right uh i would slow down a little bit because I'll, i love your accent i think it's gorgeous and it gives you so much like i mean it's just my whitely i love your accent but i do but it it can be hard to understand you only cuz of the speed so i just really practice slowing down and even when you're memorizing um that'll help you too because since you're still sort of working off your phone once you have it memorized your brain's going to have to take an extra step to think of what your what your script is and that moment will most likely slow you down enough that um I'll get everything cuz I there were some things I missed and I was like uh but it was just it was just the speed like for example were these texts to god they were emails to god cuz I got the inbox later but it was like you didn't you yeah, uh, maybe you email. set it up and I yeah. missed it mm-hmm. but but I wrote like down texts to god emails to god and then you were talking about inboxes and I was like oh okay and then I was like, oh, okay, I know where he's going. Um, and a heart attack in your kidney is a really amazing thing to say. <laughs> and something that I would totally believe if somebody told me, they're like, if you get vaccinated. And I just was confused. I haven't heard about the burning of the Atlantic Ocean. I don't, I mean, I don't know what's going on in real life, so that's my fault. But um, you might want to give us a, like a, just a sentence of context. Okay. Just because I was like, the Atlantic's on fire? Like I knew about the, the lake like near Detroit or whatever. Anyway, there was a lake on fire or something in Michigan or yeah, like their water would come out of the tap and be on fire. Like weird shit like that. But I didn't hear about the Atlantic. Uh, Other comments? Uh, Thanks. I I thought I I love your accent, too. It's super interesting to me to hear your accent and then talking about God, because I actually want to hear you talk about some other God. But um, (laughs) but. The, the thing about Thank God It's Friday, what I think is, to me, is funny is, like, God getting all these things about Thank God It's Friday when God actually has one more day to work. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because God rests on Sunday. The motherfucker, like, that's not yet. Like, it's like that feeling when someone has a vacation coming up and they're really excited about it, but you know you got to go back to work the next day. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I'd add that. Thanks. Oh, thank you. More comments? Yeah, just slow it down, bro. Just slow it down. It's, it's like you're, I could tell you're nervous, and that's okay. Everybody gets nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, drink some water. I don't I don't know what you need to do. Give yourself a little prep talk. Maybe rehearse your shit. You know, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. We all rehearse or we don't. And you can tell. Put the work in. And, yeah, I like, I want to hear more about your family. I want to know your story. I like, I like the dad, but I want to – can you do an impression of your dad? Like, how does your dad talk? How does he walk? You know, uh, you know if that's what you want to do. You don't have to. And then, like, I like the God. I want to hear more about God, like the other gentleman was saying. I want to hear, what would God sound like? Is God, is God a woman? Is God a man? Is God a, a gerbil? I don't fucking know. So I, I wanted to hear, like, an impression of God's voice. You don't have to do that, but I just, I thought you were going to go that route. And just slow it down. And, yeah, that's it. Everything was just, it's a work in progress. That's it. Thank you. Right on. Keep coming back, everybody. Clap your hands together for Pratik. Yay! Yay! Yeah, 
All right. A couple more comedians are going to get comments. Your next comedian, put your hands together right now for Quetzalmoc Silva. Yay. Oh, my God. Hella dicks in here. Fuck. He likes it. Not us. It's okay, though. Pay your taxes. Oh, my God. I'm going to go through some material. I'm very happy. You know what I love to do in the morning? I like to walk my dog at Fort Funston. I love walking my dog. I love my dog. Do you guys love your dogs? Make some noise if you love your dog. If you don't have a dog, it's okay. I, I like walking my dog because a lot of people come up to my dog like, hi, your dog is cute. I was like, oh, thank you so much. And every time I see a, a pretty girl, right, I'm like, hey, good morning. She replies, actually, you mean good afternoon. I'm like, bitch, I just woke up. What the fuck? Okay, nope. What else? Uh, I've seen a man. I you know I don't drink, but I go to bars a lot because I have a lot of friends who drink a lot, and you know I've seen a lot of famous people. I don't like get like oh my god Ben Affleck or uh, Steph Curry. What's up, blood? Can I take a? I'm not that kind of guy. I just never been like starstruck. But uh, I was at a bar and I was in the back, and my friends are drinking. I'm chilling. This uh guy took a piss, so uh, he was right next to me. I was like oh shit, dude. You know like give me a heads up, right? I walked away. This guy took a piss, but while he was peeing, the piss went over his shoulder. Right? I was like, "How the fuck did you do that? That's sick." And he was like, "I was like, like it was like I didn't like I didn't want to disturb him with his magic. I was like, bro, keep going, keep going. We're all timing him and shit. Go, 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 go." All his friends were like, "Dude, he does this every fucking day." And I was like, "How do you do? Is it like a code? Like on your dick, you gotta like I don't know, choo choo choo, touch your nuts, push it in. I don't know what the fuck." So I've been starstruck from that. Uh, another thing I want to talk about. I wish I could do this bit, but I'm going to do this one, though. Um, fellas, I found the secret to keep a woman, you know, in love with you. I found the secret. You Just any woman you want, I found the perfect workout. Fuck P90X. Fuck DDP. Dallas, Diamond Dallas Page. Fuck his workout. I have a new workout, and I want I want to show you guys my body. Can you guys give me a little bit of a confident boost? Can you guys clap it up, make some noise? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you my body tonight, all right? All right, ready? Three two one oh yeah that's how you keep your lady fuck a six pack six thousand dollars right here okay okay now see i had to try that out see uh i wish i can get naked on stage but i'll get canceled but i want you guys to close your eyes you don't have to but if you want to close your eyes i want to get naked on the I, I like this uh, this is a weird trick i could do with my penis like if you want to you don't have to close your eyes but just use your imagination i, I i'll take off my pants pull my underwear down i can make my dick look like a snail I would love to see. <laughs> He's like, wow. Yeah, see, I wish I could do that on stage, but I can't. I'll get fucking canceled. And also my penis, like I can make the pee hole talk. So if it's karaoke night, I'll play Bismarcky, you know. So, but okay. See, this is all guys, so it's okay. I don't give a fuck. What's going on? Well, it's an odd open mic tonight, but we're going to get weird tonight. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> what else I want to talk about? Fucking, you know, I went to the dollar store and, uh, you know, I like to get my corn nuts. I like to just watch people, you know, like just, you know, like I like watching people, but I, I, I buy corn nuts. And um, every time I go to the book section, uh, there's always uh, the Bible for sale, always for a dollar. Right. And I realize how come the Quran's not for sale at the dollar store? And I realize because the Quran is priceless. OK, that's all I have for that one. <laughs> All right, guys. Tim Buck Silva. Please critique me. All right. Um, I I mean I love your energy. You're amazing, and you're such a such a talented storyteller. I mean I can listen to you 
say anything. The peace story is um, unbelievable. I loved it. Um, <laughs> like what story? Oh, just the peeing story, peeing uh. over your shoulder. That's magic. Yeah. Um, uh, the prop jokes, super, super cute, super silly, but I loved it. But that you stuck a quarter to yourself, that's yeah. hilarious. I was going to put a, my credit card, but I didn't want people to, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to do that, but I was like, I don't have enough time and tape. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, be careful when you're pulling that off. Um, so I would, I would roll up, I would at least describe rolling up your dick like a snail. Okay. Like, I would, yeah, that's it, because I was like, <laughs> I mean, I, I know in my head, and you don't, or at least tell us and say, did you did you imagine it? What did you imagine, uh, right? And then do a crowd mm. work, because I was thinking, like, you took it and you rolled it underneath itself and then let it rest on the balls, like a little roundy, snaily thing, like, Ooh. so I, but that was what I was thinking, so, I mean, I'm sure that, and then you make everyone think about your dick. I, anyways, I thought that was all very clever and funny. Thanks. Um, clever dick jokes. Yeah. I need like two more minutes on the guy peeing. Like I need because you mentioned like at one point like his friends were cheering him on. Like I want to know like why were his friends like also in the bathroom? Just like you know, I'm imagining them with like foam fingers that you get at like a baseball game, like watching the guy pee over his shoulder. Uh. Like, um, I think like that's that's so good. I just need more like like more like behind the absurdity of why he's peeing over his shoulder. Um. Mm. I don't know if you like explicitly made the joke, but like when you when you tape the like dollar bills on you, I just couldn't help but think like, oh, you're like a stripper, like stuffing like one dollar bills like into your bra or something. Uh, like, okay. um, and I love that there's like quarters too. Like, I love the idea of someone throwing like dimes and nickels at a, at a like a really cheap stripper or something. And then I can't think of what it is, but like, is there a famous snail that you can compare? Oh. Like a really frumpy snail. Oh, Gary the snail. Yeah, I could. So, uh, is it, it, w- when he said, uh, is there a different snail? Um, so I don't know uh, why you picked snail, but. No, because I can really do that with my penis. That's why. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I think we all could. Um, <laughs> 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 so um, you should go into like to a little research on like different mollusks, like uh, maybe an abalone or a slug. And be like, oh, my butthole looks like a slug's, uh, an abalone's foot or something. I mean, <laughs> or a squid, or squid, or an octopus, some kind, some some. I represent mollusks, the San Jose yeah. slug, uh, Santa Cruz slugs. Or something yeah, like just that. some kind of. Mo- just go into that whole area of um, uh, animals. Just just p- pick the snail and then go off the snail, and because it was like you could have got into like different animals or other tricks. With Sh- your so dick. when I do that, should I make the Gary the the snail sound? Meow. Like should oh I do yeah. That? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's see right there in Squidward, you know, you know, just mollusks and I just think you could you could really go into that into shellfish and all that. Shellfish is a sin, you know? Alright. Oh, this is the weirdest date. We've got <laughs> shellfish jokes. We're gonna get fucking weird tonight, y'all. Come on, let's do fuck, it. Fucking Ian at the beginning with his jokes on printers and routers and now you've got mollusk jokes. Mollusk dick jokes. More comments. What's a mollusk? Hey man, uh great set. Um I got a, just a couple of couple of things oh, sorry uh, uh i got david blaine of urination i wrote down harry houdini of pissing 
Um, and also, I was thinking maybe when you were talking about your dick, like you said something about making it talk, right? Yeah, the pee hole. You know when right, you right, pee. right, sure, for so sure. So I do like karaoke night with my totally. Pee hole. And I was thinking that you had mentioned Biz Marquee, but I don't think you went through it. I would just start singing uh, that that lyric. You know, you you, you got what, what I, about, I like big butts. I like big butts, and right. I cannot lie. No, that's no, funny because that's, that's, that's an anal joke. Marquee. It's not Biz Marquee, but not. it's an anal joke, and I think that's funny. Whoever sings <laughs> that, because if your penis well, is singing, I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Well, that's I, funny. I, I really want to do this bit, but I can't get naked on stage because <laughs> I'll get canceled. No, I will fucking get what, naked. I've done about, it once, but people. Well, what about down. you? Got what I need? I can't do it here. Fucking. We got too many fucking. And you say I'm just a friend. We got audio, so. And I have to joke my shit first. Um, gravity piss, you could call it like an outer space piss or something. Oh, oh, something you can't buy off of Amazon. Okay, hold on. Clap your hands wildly you. for Tim Silver. Yay! Yay! We have one more comedian with comments, and then it's just going to be four-minute sets. Um, he had a great set yesterday at Bar at Dolores. I had so much fun. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer! <laughs> Yay, 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 yay. I'm still gay. Happy Monday, everyone. Uh, let's see. Uh, fun fact about me, I have a lot of guy friends because uh, I'm a real guy's guy in case you can't tell. Um, most of my guy friends are actually straight, though. Uh, and if you want, I'm only going to talk about the straight ones here tonight, but if you want to learn more about the gay friends that I have, uh, you can stream them live on NBC tonight. They are in Tokyo doing cartwheels off of the balance beam. But no, I have a lot of straight guy friends. Like, I love straight men. Like, I love flirting with straight men. And I think straight men love me back because, like, I will flirt with them and women won't. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I'll joke with my guy friends about, like, having sex with them, like, getting married. And the best part is they don't realize I am not kidding. Yeah, I I've recently realized this is why I'm emotionally unavailable. Like, rather than focus on the eligible gay men that are out there, I am just dead set on converting a straight guy and getting that gay referral bonus. And uh, all of the male comedians I've ever flirted with here in the audience are like, uh-oh. But no, I just, thank you. I really want to convert a straight guy. Like, this is like my Mount Everest. Like, I want to climb to the top of that peak and, like, maybe I'll get short of breath there at the top, but then there will be other athletic men who help me rise to the occasion. Like, I want to find that evergreen gay. Like, this is like my star search, okay? Like, I, and I have hooked up with a straight guy before, but it didn't count because of the fact that he was already on Grinder. So it's not like, like, I want someone who's going to be gay just for me. Like, and I will say about that guy that I hooked up with all the way back in college, he uh, married to a woman and uh, was a religion professor. So I think I get bonus points for that one. Yeah, uh, after we had sex, we prayed the rosary. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, moving on from that bit. Uh, let's see, I had a spa day recently. Oh, it was so relaxing. I just got down to nothing but a bathrobe, and I, I oiled up my legs, and I, I lit a candle and put some music on a Bluetooth speaker. And I, I sliced some cucumbers and I put them over my eyes. And then I, I laid down and I just took a deep breath in. 
and security escorted me out because I was at Target. Yeah, they're like, you've defiled $344 worth of property. Also, here's a restraining order. Let me, that's cool. I love retail, though. Like, I, like, I love Target. I love Best Buy. Like, I could walk in and smell a Best Buy, and I will almost nut myself. Like, that is how excited I get about the electronics section there. The one retail place I do not fuck with, though, Ikea. Because... It is just this confusing clusterfuck of, like, everything is named, like, Schmegma. <laughs> and you're stuck in this one-way maze. And you are at the mercy of the people who are in front of you to get to where you need to go. And these people do not have any urgency. They're, like, on their phone listening to Kids Bop with no headphones. They're, like, still playing Pokemon Go five years later. They're like, gotta get this Squirtle. I'm like, which dresser is the Squirtle? Is it the brown one? Is it the black one? I'm Peter. That's my time. Thank you. Peter Struckmeyer, everyone. Peter Struckmeyer. I the viewed oblique Olympic joke at the top. It was like, it, it was like you didn't mention the you, you did, but it was it was um. It was like a side hit, and I liked it because it wasn't super obvious. Oblique means like, oh. like you slid off it. I liked it. Um, star search. If you're gonna mention it, uh, give us an example about yeah. it. Like how many stars, or do the do the voice of the guy. Remember the guy? He was he was the Johnny Carson voice too. Ed McMahon. Yeah. Ed McMahon. See if you can do an Ed McMahon joke because that he was the voice of Star Search, and you could say ridiculous things. Um, I love your spa day joke, except that I would make it bed bath and beyond and then keep your target joke by itself because then you've got then oh. you've got bed bath and beyond target and then ikea so okay. you've got three examples and also bed bath and beyond is like where you would seem like yeah it, 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 it might be a bigger misdirect okay. or although they don't have cucumbers but they do have face mat i mean they have everything yeah. there it says if you want to use the cucumbers yeah yeah, so I don't know. But I thought Bed Bath & Beyond might be a better punch. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love I love everything you're doing. Thanks. Hey, man, I really liked your set. I want to know what you're doing with that rosary. <laughs> Ooh, Right? Yeah. I thought, like, we know what that means. Right. Right? All those beads, yes. Uh, right? <laughs> right? Uh, oh, okay. it's like we prayed the rosary and then, yes, and then we, we, played, we, uh, that's what I we heard. did something with the beads. Yeah. And also, because people get lost in Ikea all the time, I maybe the, they've been playing Pokemon for five years, the same people lost oh in the store. God. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so there I you go. That. They're I just on that. the track going they're, around they're just and like, around. They're just like on repeat. They're like sleeping in the beds and everything. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff there to be there for yeah, five like years. Yeah, you, could, got be, the you food. could be homeless at an Ikea. It's oh, like designed to be a bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe um, like later in your uh, set, you could like do some other like outrageous shit and then end up at that same target again. You know, doing, oh, different, yeah. doing different stuff with cucumbers. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like after after we hooked up, we prayed the rosary. Okay, you know they they do these things with the rosary. There, there is this one working. Yeah, it's working. They do the thing with the rosaries where they do. Uh, there's certain. There's like a. Uh, I guess these uh, rituals with them. Mm -hmm. You say like Hail Marys, and yeah. you also say Our Fathers. Mm -hmm. Hail Marys. Say Our Fathers right or Your Daddies. Yeah. You could do like ten oh, Your Daddies. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Hail Mary. 
yeah. <laughs> or like our daddies who are in ten wherever. Yeah. Say ten of them. Like ten our daddies. Ten our daddies. Yeah. yeah. Our daddies. <laughs> I also just love the idea of like introducing it as our daddy, not our father. You did that joke about flirting with straight guys. Yeah. And, like we've met a couple times and like I feel like you've never flirted with me. I so I was just a little hurt, you know. There's but always time to change that. It's because you, you two like have a you have like a pretty mm. similar look s- minus the glasses. Like other than that, you were like oh. you both have you both have beards in the short hair. Anyway. Okay. Similar looks. Can't you can't hit on your doppelganger? Uh, maybe you can. I could. You could. Uh, I could. <laughs> um. <laughs> Whose joke is that? Mart Bal- Marbler time cop. God, it wasn't. Anyways, I'm sorry. My brain is all over. The- Someone had a joke. Anyways, I don't even know what sorry. I'm saying. I'm too high right now. Clap your hands together, everybody, Woo! for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! All right. So we're just going to keep on keeping on now. We're going to have four-minute sets at three. You'll hear the horn, and we'll just go right on through the list. Everybody, your next comedian, put your hands together for Bryce Drusen. Yay. Oh, God, I am upset, guys. I got my 23andMe results back. Not good. I opened the envelope. All it says is fat Jew. I was like, God, I was hoping for a handsome Spaniard. Ugh. Some people don't believe uh, me when I say I'm Jewish. I guess I don't give off the vibe. I don't blame them, though. Like, sometimes, like, I'll walk past the mirror, look, and be like, hmm, that guy likes pork. (laughs) Fat jokes. I got fat again. I was fat. I got less fat. Back to fat. I feel like I was like, never lose weight. Just don't. It's too painful to gain it back. You know, like, I'm glad I was never actually thin. Because, like, this, you know, it's like like good-looking people. You know, they get ugly when they get old, and then they get sad about it. It's like, you know, I never should have lost. I never should have gone below 200. I was like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Aesop? Who's the guy that flew too close to the sun? Icarus. <laughs> yeah, Ace, you know, same thing. Yeah. It's all Greek, right? Uh <laughs> I flew too close to the sun. I almost got in shape, and I was like, ah! And, th- and then, and then, I, and then I gained, uh, I gained weight. But you know what? I did it in kind of a cool way. A hundred percent churros. I blame, I blame East Oakland. I moved to East Oakland, and there's these churro stands where they make fresh churros. I'd never had freshly made churros before. It's just, yeah, right. I can never go back. I can never, never get a churro at a donut shop. That is, come on, donut shops, what the hell are you doing? Stay in your lane! Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's Churros are donut adjacent, I suppose, but you're getting a little too, I mean, we all know, you know, I mean, it's bad enough they make croissants. You ever go to a donut shop and get a croissant? Big mistake. Unless it's called, like, you know, unless it's a French donut shop. Riffing. Riffing. Um, I feel passionately about uh, donuts and feeling like a, uh, uh, I kind of, what's it called? I'm I'm just thinking about, like, the, 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 you know, 
being a fat, fat Jew. Uh, Kelly Evans, everybody. Hey. Um, I kind of want to do more like the, the uh, ah, see, I, what's it called? I'm in like uh, bagels. Nah, I don't do bagels. Donuts, bagels. I got big personal news. I'm going to be an uncle for the first time. It's true. Thank you. Yeah. My uh, brother's wife is pregnant with twins. Yeah, She's got mixed feelings. Uh, she said she feels like she pressed the wrong button on the office copy machine. Right? Like, that's more than I wanted. Mm. I guess it's good to have an extra, though, you know, in case I spill coffee on one of them. So look on the bright side. Uh, she'll probably have to get a cesarean. A lot of women that get twins have to cesarean. That's a procedure named after Julius Caesar. Yeah, right. Also known for his salad dressing. That's an interesting legacy, like those two things. I guess he just, like, loved tasty salads and tight pussies. I suppose that was his <laughs> thing. All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. Yay! Bryce Drusden, ending on a tight pussy joke like a fucking professional. Your next comedian, what a lovely human being he is, and a very funny one, too. Put your hands together for Daniel Lewis. Yay! How's it going? Everything okay over here? Are we all right? You up now? I love you, too. You guys have switched to a uh, non-alcoholic beer recently? Yeah? That doesn't seem to be helping, though. Uh, I still want to have sex with ugly women. So that's kind of, that's weird. You guys see the uh, on TV uh, the ads for the new Stranger Things? You guys into that show, Stranger Things? People like that show, right? Stranger Things 4, right? 4. How long can something go on before you can't call it a Stranger Thing anymore, you know? <laughs> Four years it's been going on now. I'm sorry, but that's normal now. Like, you ever think about moving, maybe? <laughs> Out of that town? You guys see the show Chernobyl? You know that one? Notice how there wasn't a second season? <laughs> Everybody fucking moved. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I realize Hawkins, Indiana is not the richest town in the world. Don't tell me you have less mobility than Ukrainians living under Soviet rule. Give me a break. You guys, I, uh, if you're anything like me, you try not to offend anybody. No, you never want to say the wrong thing. You know, you like you want to be you want to be considerate, but I notice that like, if you try too hard, sometimes you can overcompensate, kind of make things worse. Like recently, I went into this bagel shop in Oakland, it's like a woke bagel shop. And I'm going up to the counter, I'm about to order. Just before I'm about to order, I see a sign right next to the register: all these rules, no racism, no homophobia, no transphobia. Please use they/them pronouns with the staff. And I'm like, all right, okay, cool. Use they/them. Use they/them. The person comes along and said, and they go, uh. Can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, can they make me a bagel? Can you have them make me a bagel, please? And uh, put cream cheese on her, on them, on that bagel, and uh, coffee. Uh, no cream, no sugar. I'm like, you mean black? She's like, what kind of bagel you want? I'm like, oh, I guess just give me a, just a regular plain bagel. Not that the other bagels aren't regular. You could take a plain bagel and dress it up with sesame seeds, poppies. However it dresses is regular as far as I'm concerned. Because uh, all bagels are regular. Actually, even better, give me a sesame seed bagel that used to be a poppy seed bagel. Because I'm down with that. Because I'm down. I'm down with anything. Down with everything. 
Everything. I'll take an everything bagel, please. Because, again, the more the merrier, down with everything, uh, good with everything, one plain, regular, everything bagel with cream cheese on her, and uh, coffee, no cream, no sugar, black, please, and uh, thank you. Thank thou. Thank thine. Could you have them thank you for me? Because I'm, okay. Great. How much time do I have left? Okay. <laughs> Trying to think if I have another joke to fit in the, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, my mom, uh, you know, my mom quit smoking. She smoked for 40 years, and she quit like 15 years ago, and she was bragging about it recently. She goes, yeah, I quit smoking after 40 straight years. Just quit, just like that. And I was like, you smoked for 40 straight years. You quit 15 years ago. Does that mean you smoked while you were pregnant with me? And this is what she does. She goes, I cut down. And I was like, yeah, that's the 70s for you, right? Like, nobody tried to get this woman to quit. No one said anything to her. Like, no one walked up to this pregnant lady, 70s style, and just sat her down and was like, listen, you're going to finish that whole pack when I stand right here, okay? Uh, the other part's too long. Okay, thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Dan Lewis, everyone! Yay! All right. Your next comedian, he didn't know that he's next, but he is. It's you, Devon, it's you. Uh, Because someone else didn't come and then they dumped and so you were here first and so now it's your turn. Uh, Put your hands together, everybody, for Devon, yay! What's up, y'all? I know I was next and shit, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, man, this pandemic, man, fucked up my sex life, man. I had bitches before the pandemic, man. I had, it's a pussy drive for me now, man. I'm ready to fuck a deaf bitch, a blind bitch, or a bitch in a wheelchair right now. <laughs> yeah, man, these gas prices too high, man. I got a V8, man. I ran out of gas twice last week, man. You gonna catch me on a bike next week. Man, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you ever try to get someone like gum knowing they breasting and they refuse and shit? I'm like, huh, bro? I'm good. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> shit, cool. <laughs> uh, fuck. Caught me off guard going first. <laughs> I was getting my shit lined up. Uh, yeah, man. Have you ever gave somebody wrong directions on purpose? <laughs> I do that shit all the time, bro. Somebody asks me, like, where's Target? I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't know where the fuck it was. I'm like, yeah, just go back down the street, make a left. Two more blocks down, make a right. She'd be right there. I do that all the time. Motherfucker came back and said, you fuck, it wasn't over there. I'm like, my bad, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever farted around people and act like it wasn't you? <laughs> I do that shit all the time, too. <laughs> I'm like, who farted this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, cool, man. I hate my job, man. I hate going to that motherfucker every day, man. I realized, I didn't know when you drink coffee, it got x lax in that motherfucker. I always wonder why after I drink coffee, I got a shit and shit. <laughs> oh, man. Motherfuckers test me at work, man. They lucky I need that rent money, man. I'll beat somebody else. <laughs> Come fucking with me and shit. 
I'm a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Let me tell you, uh, I like leggings, man. I fucking love whoever created leggings, man. <laughs> I'm an ass man, bro. <laughs> I used to be a titty man, but now I'm an ass man. <laughs> she can look like a motherfucking donkey in the face as long as she got ass. It's good. <laughs> No horn. Okay, cool. I keep going. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Man. I like big bitches, man, because that's the only women that fuck with me for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> you know what I'm it's all the same in the dark after you have four shots. <laughs> pussy, pussy. <laughs> oh, man. I can't smoke weed, man. I was so high. I smoked the blunt, man. <laughs> I was fucking high, bro. Like, I didn't know what the fuck to do. I was panicking, man. My partner was like, bro, you cool? And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not cool, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. My heart was beating hella fast, bro. I thought I was about to meet Jesus, bro. <laughs> Wasn't funny. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like short women, man, because my, my dick ain't too big. So, you know, it works out. <laughs> Wasn't funny either. Shit. Bombing. <laughs> yeah, man. Anybody here eat ass? Woo! <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> all right, that's all my time, bro. Devon, everyone. All right. Uh, we have a couple comedians left. Thanks for sticking in. You put your hands together right now for Josh Kotsky. Yay! <laughs> Hello. Uh, I'm dating an Asian girl. If there were more straight white dudes in this room, they'd be really excited about that. Uh, but we don't have it. Uh, a bunch of my friends were like, oh, you clearly are into Asian women. Like, do you prefer a Chinese girl, a Japanese girl, a Korean girl? <sighs> Honestly, I think it's a tie. Hey. Uh, All right, last one for the night. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, I do have an Asian girlfriend, uh, and she, it's going well, but she bullies me unintentionally. I hope, like, if it's not unintentional, then I'm just kind of up here stealing her jokes, which has been a bad habit of mine. I used to steal all of Mitch Hedberg's jokes. Uh, I still do, but I used to, too. Uh, but yeah, she, <laughs> she, thanks. She, she bullies me unintentionally. Like, uh, we were having dinner one time. You know, we're, we're cleaning up, and she goes, uh, you know, in, in China, a lot of people have the superstition that if you don't finish all your food, you're going to grow up, and you're going to date somebody ugly. And she says this as she's cleaning her food into the garbage disposal. So, like, is this how you're breaking up with me, or am I just ugly? I don't, I don't know. I also asked her, this one's on me, never do this. I asked her if I was her um, biggest, which... There's no good answer to that. And she, she tried to say as politely as she could. She goes, well, um, it's, it's the perfect size for me. And she's five feet tall. So, I don't know, that's probably like the nicest way to say, yeah, your dick's nothing to write home about unless you're writing home mom, dad. You guys fuck something up because something's not right down there. Uh, anywho, she's, uh, she's in Yellowstone right now. Uh, doubling the diversity of Montana, and I have to go and pick her up from the airport right after this, and I'm going to be driving because she cannot, and stereotypes are bad, but Asian women can't drive, uh, which 
is a funny stereotype because you know who else actually can't drive is everybody in San Francisco. I've never gone out there and been like, that was such a good stop. You parallel parked so well. Thank you for giving me room. No, everyone here sucks. A drunk 12-year-old playing Grand Theft Auto could drive better than half these people, which is terrifying because have you seen those Waymo cars, those things with like the spinning cameras on top? Those things are learning how AI is going to drive by watching these fucks, all right? We're going to have AI double parking. I've seen three Teslas driving the wrong way down a one-way street this month. I am terrified. I've seen how this sci-fi movie ends, you guys. It's going to go on for like two more years, and then the calculations going to happen where the AI goes, the only safe driving human is a dead one. We're all going to be taking left turns off the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Instead of more race jokes, I'm just going to give you all my one-liners. Um, all right. 10,000 windowless vans full of abducted children clogging the freeway. Traffic. All right. <laughs> I'm super straight, so I wear a butt plug at all times, so gay dudes can't fuck me. <laughs> uh, I don't really like Antifa, but, like, I hate the super conservative people who don't like them, so I guess I'm, like, anti-anti-antifa. That one's stupid. I met a prostitute who only gives hand jobs. She's not very successful, but she does have a handful of clients. All right. Um, all right, last one. Uh, I think I'm probably the best driver in San Francisco. Honestly, like, even, you know, 25 mile per hour, I go 25. Even on those stupid, like, 15 mile per hour when children are present, I go exactly 15 miles per hour. Even when there's a kid in the street, you know? You gotta follow the law. All right, that's it, guys. Thanks. George Kotsky, yay! All right. Uh, hey, your next comedian, uh, another funny guy. Put your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito. Pam got my motherfucking name right, everybody. I can walk off the stage right now and live happy. But uh, you know. For everybody who sees me here every week, I kind of, I make a lot of gay jokes, you know? Brady knows this best. He and I have like a great repartee together. I see you lusting my eyes a little bit, bro. You're kind of freaking me out. But it made me think about, you know, a couple things like, am I gay? Am I homophobic? And the answer to both is no. Um, honestly, I admire the gay community a lot. And I'll tell you why. Um, my godfather is gay, openly gay, very, and I'm very proud to have him as my godfather. Uh, but before coming out, he was a mean motherfucker, man. You could tell this guy was just waiting to come out the closet. When I was four years old, he would drive me to school. He would tell me, Wally, how do I get to your school? Do I go left? Do I go right? What do I do? What's six times nine? I'm like, bro, I'm four years old. I just learned how to not shit my pants. You think, I'm, you think I know how to get to fucking school right now? Come on, man, come on. No, that didn't work? All right. Um, what else, what else? Uh, yeah, I admire, I admire the gay community, but I envy them. Um, you know, there's a, there are certain words that the gay community have taken that you know we're not allowed to say anymore. And you know what? You know, one of those words starts is the F word. But you know what? Fuck that. You know, right here, right now, I'm going to say it. You guys okay with that? You guys ready? 
three, two, one. Fabulous. Ah, y'all thought I was going to say something else, huh? <laughs> All right. That probably worked with a more pro women's vlog. I'm work that's what I'm working on here, guys. So uh, bear with me a little bit. I'm trying to be a little good for the room. Sorry, guys. I got a lot of dick jokes, but not right now. Um, let me see what, I, what else I want to talk about. Oh, man. So I went camping this weekend um, with my entire family, and we, wa we watched Star Wars for some fucking reason in the woods. Um, yeah, and I got a little bit of PTSD hanging out with my mom. My mom touched me, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? As I was staring at Yoda, and I looked at her, and I thought to myself, oh, shit. George Lucas based, my, based Jedi's off of my mom. Short, broken English, can't, has a plays a lot of mind games with people, you know, that whole thing. Um, you know, when I was a kid, my mom used to beat my brother with broom broomsticks. Boo, boo. You know, it's the 90s. You know, that's what we do. Um, and she would always, she would always find me in the corner somewhere and say, Oi, Wally boy, do you want this next? Do you want next this? And I'm like, no, no, mom, no, I'll be good boy, I'll be good. And to this day, that haunts me forever. And you know what? That's my time, everybody. I'll give a mint back to the room. <laughs> Wally Hippolito, everyone, and his mom. Uh, your next comedian, super funny guy, love his song parodies. Put your hands together for Brady Pearson. Hey, y'all, how you doing? Where's Wally? God damn it, he has a fine piece of ass. There you are. You got me all excited talking about that. And my friend next to you, what was your name again? Devon. Thank you for talking about all that ass. I mean, that is really your man after my own, well, we'll call it heart. Okay. Um, it's been a really great week uh, so far. Um, it's been really, you know, Dory just ended. It's been, I'm kind of exhausted. You know, um, for those of you, you know, I mean, like, has anyone else spent the weekend sucking a whole bunch of cock? Pam, was that? No? Damn, I'm so sorry. Well, I guess. I get to be the special one. Um, yeah, it's been great. I've been running around, getting really super excited. Um, and I feel like, you know, it's, it was time to bring cocksucking back, right? We used to talk about cocksuckers like, you fucking filthy cocksucker, you nasty cocksucker, right? And how on earth is that an insult? I don't know. I don't know a single man with their eyes closed that they would ever say, oh, please stop sucking my dick. Can you imagine that? No, see, you can't. I can't imagine saying, oh, no, please, please stop sucking my dick, you know. And then the light of the Olympics had made me think, God, you know, if there were a dick Olympics, let's say, I would definitely make the American team for sure. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, look at this. I mean, and it's not easy. You know, you think it's really easy being one of the best cocksuckers in the world. It takes a lot of work. I mean, every day, you know, you got to sit down there and like, here, I'll share a couple of positions with you all. You ready? Okay. Now, the first one that we like to do, it's called, let's see. Okay. Okay. It's called the kneeling priest. Right? You got to get down like this. You got to kind of spread it, you know, and kind of have your hand down like your cassocks open. Very, very sexy, right? Okay. And then you have to do what we call the tip to paint. Tip to paint. Kind of like, you see what I'm doing there? You got you get excited? Okay. 
And then finally, and finally, what we do is we do, then we reach in for the backhand stretch, right? And so we kind of go like this, and we kind of stretch our hand up, and we kind of, you know, like that, and then get it all up in, you know, and then stretch, and then, ah, that's blossoming lotus. It's very exciting. I, I guess you see you're thrilled with it. I don't blame you. I mean, I get excited when I think about it. You know, and I've sucked so much dick that I wonder, and I, it's led me to this existential question. How many miles of dick have I sucked? Right? Well, you don't know, but I mean, well, you could find out. You could add the mileage. I, we, could, we could work on some mileage tonight. I'd be willing to help. You could help me rack up some miles? No, you don't think so? I mean, I- yeah, frequent flyers, right? Frequent blowers club, maybe, right? I, I would think about that. I would definitely think about that. <sighs> well, you know, now that this this weekend is closed, I look. I have to look forward to Folsom, and I have this fantasy where I go dressed as little orphan aunt, little orphan Fanny, with a crazy red wig, some cute little harness, little tight G string, little tight. Oh, uh, what is it called? Oh, cod piece, little tight cod piece. I have my little puppy boy, Sandy, with me, and Daddy Warbucks. And do you guys, remember that guy Punjab? Does anybody remember him? Punjab, the the bottom or gimp as we call it. Okay, no, okay. And so I figured we would go out and just Folsom and I wrote a song about it, which I'd like to sing for you now. Your son'll come out tomorrow, but he'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom, tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you. I'm Brady. Brady Pearson, everyone! It's only a gay away. Yes! All right. Uh, your next comedian, another really funny guy, produces a show somewhere in the city. I can never remember where, but he might tell you or he might not. He just gets to see him here now, and he's hilarious. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay! Yeah. Thank you, Brady. Thank you. Um, is this on? Yeah, it's on. Hey, uh, this is what's interesting about San Francisco, because like Folsom is just like a perfect example of the uh, dichotomy of San Francisco. Because if you go like this way down Folsom, it's all like trees covering the avenues and families getting ice cream, and then like three store three story walk ups, and then you go that way, and it's a guy in a dog mask getting fisted by Brady in an alleyway. You know, that's <laughs> talk about diversity. What is happening? You know. Over here, it's like, hey, should we go get, like, snow cones? I don't know. Over there, it's like, wear my asshole like a hat. You're like, okay, all right. That is extreme, but I like it, you know? I mean, not personally, but I like it for San Francisco, you know? Uh, Speaking of new things, I think, for people, (laughs) like, uh, I work in wine, and uh, I also do this. So, like, I've noticed since, like, things have reopened at comedy shows, there's a lot of people with kind of blank faces sometimes. They're not really laughing. They don't know what's going on. And then, like, in Napa, there was all this tourism. There's a lot of people going to Napa, not buying any wine, not really enjoying themselves at all. And I think what happened is that everybody during the pandemic was like, we're all going to die, you know? So, like, if we get life back, we need to do more new things. And then they got their life back. They're like, let's do new things. And then they got to those places, and they're like, I forgot I fucking hate new things. New things are horrible. Let's go back home, watch Netflix, and jerk off. That is, that is much better. Why are we doing new things? Fuck that. 
So hopefully that ends soon. Um, let's see. Uh, I was going to talk about like two things. Alpha male. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, I'll preface this by saying this. Uh, I listen to affirmations uh, as I go to sleep. I don't know if you know what these are. Affirmations basically like uh, try to convince you that you're a good person. You're not going to like, you know, I don't know, drink again. I mean, they don't really work. But, you know, you <laughs> you <laughs> you listen to them. They have like eight hours of affirmations uh, because your brain has theta waves when you're sl when you sleep. And so I listen to those. But YouTube always offers like other affirmation videos. And I noticed that they have uh, alpha male affirmations for when you sleep, which is eight hours of alpha male affirmations, which is perfect because nothing is more alpha male than having to convince yourself that you're alpha male for eight hours in a row subconsciously. Because <laughs> like that's so alpha, it's fucking alpha. You know, like I, I don't understand. I'll say this, actually. I don't want to judge everybody who's, like, alpha because, you know, the whole idea is, like, ah, it's just confidence or, or whatever. And, and honestly, I wish I was a little more alpha because I'm, I'm kind of beta in the way that, uh, like, I have empathy and respect women, you know. And, uh, you know, my bad. And, uh, but, yeah, yeah, you see, like, some, some dudes who are alpha and they're just, like, I just wish I could harness that energy. They're, like, I like to fuck. You're like, oh, fuck, all right, cool. He's like, I fucking work out, man. My biceps have biceps, and those biceps also want to fuck. I'm like, all right, that's you need to calm down. Okay. He's like, yeah, I fucking alpha is a real thing. They always try to convince you. They're like, fucking alpha, it's in nature, bro. Have you seen fucking nature? They're like wolves. We're just like wolves. I'm totally like a wolf, mainly in the way that I have sex with my back completely arched. Like, uh, uh. You're like, that's fucking alpha, bro. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, uh, I, uh, you guys know 23andMe? There was somebody who was talking about it earlier. As I walked by, I heard it. Um, you know, it's a genetic test. You send in your DNA. You find out stuff like, Mom's a liar. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know I was half Mexican. That's a surprise. <laughs> it's very different than Scandinavian. Um, yeah, I found out. I mean, I kind of always knew. I mean, my mom has a lower back tattoo, so you put it together. Um, there was always a possibility, right? Um, we had talked about it. And, uh, yeah, I found out that uh, my dad is from Mexico. I actually hit uh, my sister. I have a sister reached out to me. And um, I went back to Houston for the holidays. I ended up meeting up with her. And I was like, maybe I can meet my dad. You know, I have so many questions for him. And uh, I met her, and she's like, yeah, he died 10 years ago. Uh, and I was like, maybe uh, you can answer my question. Uh, money? Do you have any? Can I have money? Like, what the? I mean, there's like 18 years of back payments there. Fucking, I feel like I'm owed something. Uh, we don't talk anymore, so that doesn't feel like a good way to end it. Thank you very much. Thanks. All right. Kelly Evans, everyone. Very funny set. Yay. Alpha males. Alpha males. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Cade Burkham. Is he still here? Did he leave? Cade? He's the long hair and he's gone. Put your hands together, everybody, for Julio. Yay. Hey, uh, so I was uh, in the car with my Chinese friend the other day. I let him drive. It was like, uh, felt like being like one of those like roller coaster simulators. You're just like in, in for a thrill. You're just, but you never leave, leave your seat. You know, and they, so I heard they're doing uh, 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 harsh implications on littering. They're, they're coming down hard on litterers. 
in like San Jose. So I think I feel bad for eight, uh, Chinese people because they, you know when they litter, you know, they get pulled over by a cop and they're like, Mr. Chow, uh, was this your bag of garbage you threw out of the window? It's like, no, that's not mine. He goes, are you sure? I see a uh, uh, shrimp shrimp bag, chip bag and spiky fruit peels and duck beaks and duck feet. So you sure it's not yours? <laughs> and then uh, my f Chinese friend also told me, he goes, you know what my favorite part about smoking weed? Is rolling. Like, oh, you like that origami. Um, <laughs> so uh, what I love about living in San Francisco is you meet people from everywhere. So my neighbor, she's from Wisconsin. She asked me one day, you never had a Wisconsin beer? And I was like, is that when you get like a can of nacho cheese and pour a shot of vodka in it and stir? Because yeah, I've had that. That's a nacho lata. Um, so what do you get when you get two uh, movies that have nothing to do with each other and put them together? It's called a Netflix original. I tell you, you, know, you got any favorite Netflix originals? I'll tell you what movies it is. No, everybody. All right. Well, <laughs> Altered Carbon. I've never seen it, but it's Fast and Furious mixed with uh, some. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> never heard of it, huh? All right. It's ne that I never. Yeah. Bird Box. That's um. Shit. See, I don't even watch Netflix. You guys know that. <laughs> I was like, I mean, come on, give me something else. Give me like the Army of the Dead, because that's like Ocean's Eleven mixed with uh, uh, fucking Resident Evil. Or you got the movie Bright. It's uh, it's, it's the cop drama mixed with uh, Lord of the Rings, and um, yeah, so they just put a spin on it. They put it like in a castle or something, um, or outer space. So um. Let me think of something. Some. Oh, uh, how do you know when you're in a Mexican restaurant? You know the food is not authentic Mexican. When, uh, when the Selena posters are all Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. All right. Um, you know what's uh better than getting laid? Um, is going on a hike in nature. It's really cool. You know, nothing like getting lost in nature and no one around and just masturbate it's better than sex you want to get kinky you can get like a hawk feather and tickle your ass you heard of hitchcock i call this getting hike pussy <laughs> um so so who are all these people that get horny off oysters i never met i don't even get how they make you horny i think i think what's going on is these women are like just horny by the fact that they cost a lot of money <laughs> all right that's my time Everybody. All right. Uh, we have two more comics. Um, your next one, and then I'm going to do like something real quick. But put your hands together right now, everybody, for Josh Kahn. That's the buzzcocks you're playing in between comics, isn't it? Any band with the name, with cocks in the name, good band. Can't think, offhand, can't think of another band with cocks in the name. Bird Box, you should say Bird Box is a combination of Ray and the Birdcage. Or something like that. Or like the Helen Keller story meets Pretty Woman or something. That's not even the chick. Um, let's see. I wrote a song like like literally around the corner. Oh, okay. It goes like this. This is good. Here, here's my new song about Facebook. It goes like this. 
I cancel you, you cancel me. I'm a racist queer minority. You talk shit about me. Wait, uh, wait. You talk shit about you. You talk shit about me. I see it on my Facebook feed. Oh, I'm a racist queer minority. A racist queer minority. A racist queer minority. Too much time. Go online. All white men look like Chris Pine. What else? What else? Thank you, guys. Um, why are comics always joking about serial killers? I, I did this show with Pam the other day, and it was like, you know how, like, like everybody will be joking about Uber, like, and there's 12 comics, you know, and like, eight of them have fucking, you're like, what the fuck is with Uber? The other day, it was all serial killers. I was like, what the fuck? That's not funny. What I want to know about serial killers is what uh, what ad agency do serial killers use to come up with the cool names that they get? Because, like, that's a good-ass ad agency, you know? Because, like, Golden State Killer, Golden State Warriors. Guy sounds like a fucking champion, right? Zodiac, hell yeah, I read my future. I'm a Gemini. Kill both of me. Serial killers are hilarious. I just got back from Oregon, um, and I'm, like, you can tell, for those of you that don't know me, I'm half Asian and Jewish, so in Oregon that makes me, like, black, basically. Um... But so, like, I put on big sunglasses so you can't see that my eyes look like I want to sell you tickets to Shenyun. And, like, I try pretend that I'd be white. I put on my hat, like, backwards. And, and uh, I have this character that I do when I go out in public there. It's Oregon Josh, right? It's what I do to, like, get away with, like, being white. I roll around in the truck and I'm like, what's up? My name's Oregon Josh. I love rap metal, but ironically, I hate black people. I'm Oregon Josh, and that's how I get away with not getting lynched while I'm up there. Um, Oregon's great. Oh, uh, whatever. You can fucking, you can boof a roofalin. It goes further. It's called a boofalin. Um, yeah. Y you laugh like that. You're like, <laughs> I took it through the mouth last time. Idiot. Anyway. Other things, you know, there's other things. They're like, they're not important. Flat Earth. I'm not a flat earther, Okay. I'm not. I think that's fucking dumb, okay? But I'm not, like, I'm not a round earther either. Like, I believe it's round, but not as round as they say it is. Like, I'm pretty sure even the guys that get up into space and actually lay eyes on it can only confirm that it's, like, a big hill at the very at the very best. Like, that's that's the best that you can do with that, right? Netflix show, you're, t you're spot on about the Netflix shows. Completely into it. That's like the fucking, it's like the Kirkland signature of TV and movies. It's like, ugh, every one of these just tastes the fucking same. I give, a, I literally give up on them in, like, I, I put 30 minutes into trying to watch Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan movie. There's no joke here. I'm just like, what the fuck was this? And I paused it. I was like, that's 30 fucking minutes into this thing, dude. 30 fucking pages in. And I was like, this is a joke, right? Like, it's the funniest Chris Nolan movie ever. It was a joke. Like, it was, it's, you're not supposed to understand. Like, it's for people that want to go in and be like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. Oh, you're going to see it like that. You have no fucking clue what you're talking about. This movie is unintelligible. Don't feed me like a nonlinear, like, lesson on how to, like, watch Fellini. I'm um, Josh. Josh Kahn, everyone. Josh Kahn.
That was a that was a great TED talk at the end about um, about cinema. No, I was I was digging it. I was digging it. All right, um, I'm just gonna say a few things. Clap for me. Yay me. Uh, this, ooh, last night the craziest thing happened to me. So I've, the pandemic was weird, right? <laughs> I didn't hang out with like any normal people. I just hung out with comedians. Those are the only people I was around. And then everything's kind of open again. And I realized that normal people are fucking boring. Uh, I have nothing in common with them. I don't have no idea. 33% of my personality used to be bars and now they're open again. And I went to go check it out last night. I thought, oh, I'm going to go to this bar, the Geary Club I used to go to, and talk to some non-comics about anything, right? Something, just to feel better about myself. The show was fine. Everything was fine. I was just like, I'm going to go out to a bar, like the old days. I'm going to sit down. And I'm just going to talk to the bartender, whatever. So I sit down, talking to the bartender. We're alone in there for a while. And then this over 40 guy comes in and sits next to me. And, you know, I'm gregarious. We start talking. And then he, un he l lashes into me. He's like, you're a fucking failure. He's like, you're, you're, <laughs> and, he's, and he knows nothing about me. And he's like, your radio station has failed. And I looked at him and I was like, how old are you? And he said, 48. And I said, I'm 46. You're a failure because you look so fucking old. Do you know what sunscreen is? Like, what the fuck happened to you? And why don't you lose 40 pounds before you say anything about my appearance or what my choices, what I'm doing with my life? And then the bartender lays into me. And she, she is like, why are you fat shaming in my bar? And I was like, this asshole just called me a failure. And he was like, and you don't wear makeup, and you don't, he was like laying into me and my physical appearance. And my and I was just like, I don't even want to go to bars, but what the fuck happened to the pandemic? Did everybody lose their manners? Like, I, d I just don't understand what's happening because he's f I was like, just does nobody want to fuck me? No, but it's, it's fine because then I walk down the street on fucking Gearing Street and I hear this, you know, and I hear a little skateboarder. I'm like, ooh, call of the wild. And I turn around and he picks up his board and he's like, hey, I like the way you look. And I was like, this is how millennials pick up on you now. They just can say, oh, you, I like the way you look. Good. Uh, and I said, oh, sweetheart, kick flip your way into my heart. <laughs> and he goes, huh? And I was like, oh, you're <laughs> I have abortions older than you. <laughs> huh? And he's like, do you want it? And then he, he actually said he's, he's, he's 20. He goes, I'm 21. He shows me his ID. And he's like, I want to make out with you. And he's like holding my hand on the street. And I was like, you are a child. So I did kiss him once. But the pandemic is over. Now it's official. The pandemic is over. He tried to, he kept trying to hold my hand. And I was like, I'm going home, sweet baby. And he's like, I could come with you. I'm like, I am not going to pick up a 21-year-old man on the street. Dear God. But they are much more interesting than the 48-year-old, like, it's like this, was this guy trying to pick me up? Is it that old men just neg you so that you have lower self? They're like, I don't know how to talk to people. And so what I do is I just make them feel bad about themselves so that maybe they'll pity fuck me or that he thought I was the pity fuck. Anyways, I'm way too cute to be dealing with 48-year-old men in any context. Fuck those guys. Entitled white pieces of douchebag crappery. I'm sorry. It was, I just wanted to talk about what happened to me last night because that literally happened. The, the thing with the skateboarder happened a couple weeks ago, and that's a real story too. This guy literally like just laid into me, and I was like, what the fuck? 
Anyways, uh, I just—it's just—I don't know how to make it funny yet. But you guys are amazing. That was—I did four minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for being here tonight. I'll see you all on Friday or on whenever. Yeah, you clap, clap. Thank you. Uh, Wednesday, Ostiento, 7.30. Saturday, Atlas, 2 o'clock. I'm hosting Wednesday. And yes, and Josh Kahn is hosting Wednesday. Mm. So check that out because I'm booked in Walnut Creek. Mm. All right, okay, bye. Why did you ever Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead passengers? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time yeah l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t yeah l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t that's every sunday 2 p.m pacific standard time or if you're carl five percent five percent right i'm so lazy three hours later i finally get to the show 5 p.m let's hear the theme song oh let's watch full length Alright, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See ya. See you next month. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Black, black, black. Black, black, black. Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah, I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
that song is called Acid and Fapping. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit?
thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean... If anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Dastics books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pam Tastics deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to ten p.m. And I laugh because five dollars—I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Just letting you know that we started Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. We just had a relatively successful outdoor show. Not the biggest we've ever had in the past. But uh, we had some comedians throw down some jokes. Kept all socially distanced and that was good. I'm going to be, I just got uh, some exciting stuff in the mail from Philip T. Nails. This is a record called Evidence and it's all poetry. He's an old poetry buddy of mine from back in the day. So I'm going to be playing that uh, right after these messages. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5 percent. 5 percent. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full-length Wait, Let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next time. Have you been missing out on live music and comedy? Remember Killer Dinners? Don't worry about a thing, because Soul Sausage Presents Pan Dementia has brought you the hottest, freshest, sexiest new beast in the Bay Area. The Oakland Unicorn Speakeasy Comedy and Dinner Club in Koreatown, Northgate. Featuring comedians from NBC, MTV, Comedy Central, Soul Sausage TV, and YouTube. Tickets and packages, showtimes, and information are all at oaklandunicorn.com. Sponsored by Soul Sausage, Reek Tisk Electronics, and True Healing Collective. Grand opening weekend, August 6th through 9th, 
featuring Kabir Singh and Xander Beltran. Tickets on sale now at oaklandunicorn.com. That's Oakland Welcome Unicorn. Welcome to the live recording of Evidence. Oh, stop. Go on. Okay. <laughs> this is called The Thick Poetry of Reckless Hearts. These scars curve like hungry petals towards the confused moon that sees this and yearns. Will my mind explode as the gas station attendant once threatened? With a soul as breathless as deep water, I find in the positively charged blackness a wish on splinters that keeps painting rhythm chant of forward motion exploding, continually beginning to speak. I will not understand anything, only want to sing the collision of our skin stream, feeling my way downtown, static rerun ghosts start to appear where there was once prime waves undulating through the migration of all desired things. Bum's poem on your tiny street brings to my ear all possible history, leaving me crazed in the jungle of my own love for you. I surrender to it. I surrender to the bending universe making way for those hips that turn freedom into a decaffeinated word, meaningless in the mouth. A definition comes through my mouth and it finds my soul, and as I bring my face away from that wild whiskey flower, there in a pool on the floor is some of my soul swirled with some of your cum, and that body of water do I name, oh God, what I scream when you come home from school early. You can unbutton your trousers at any time. <laughs> this is a family household. This is called Upon Hearing That My Kiss Is Sunshine On The Bud Of Your Lips. If my kiss is sunshine on the bud of your lips, then let my saliva be the divine rain that makes your mouth blossom. Let my tongue be an all-seeing eye upon the flower of your widening moan. Each delicate taste bud takes you in for a closer guess as to the flavor of this mad-drenched yes. Your eyes bow like shade above this garden you speak of and your skin, oh, your skin spreads like a field as I water from so many places that my fingers like yogis abound, discover and intuit the dreams that rise from between your legs. Yeah. Uh. Uh. This is a blanket apology, but the name of this poem is Apology to the Woman Whose Breasts I Could Not Stop Staring At. <laughs> And it is also a public service announcement. I know you are human. Don't have any delusions about that. I respect you. 
You are me essentially walking the street just like the rest of us. But your breath were heavy. Fighting gravity with the weapons of your walk, each curvaceous entity looked loaded with enough milk to feed the largest family I could imagine. <laughs> 